Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Life has been stressful. I can just say that the coronavirus continues to make me stressed out from moment to moment. There, yesterday, I felt great. Yesterday, I was like, I can handle this. I am on top of it. Work went well. I felt good today struggled a little bit. It's been very up and down. So if you're in that same space, I am with you. I am with you. And today I'm excited because we're going to be talking to our guest, Dr. Erin Kinney, about stress and how it impacts our bodies and what we can do about it. But before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you. Shout out to all of you listeners and supporters. I so much appreciate your tuning in, your sharing the podcast with others, you're subscribing, your reviews. I just, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your loyalty and your continuing to come back and be with me here on the podcast. You can find us and follow us on social media at Woman Warriors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also subscribe to the Worried Women's Guide to Meditation. If you feel like you can't meditate or have never been able to meditate or you just want to start a meditation practice, this guide is for you. You can find it at progressioncounseling.com. You can also find it in the show notes for this episode. Fill out the form and you will get the free guide as well as a bonus guide for bringing mindfulness into your everyday life. You can also subscribe to the newsletter so you don't miss out on a single episode of the podcast or my blog. Again, at progressioncounseling.com or womanwarriors.com. Also, a link provided in the show notes for this episode. So today we are talking to Dr. Erin Kinney. She is a naturopathic doctor coach and speaker with a private practice in Annapolis, Maryland. She is a neighbor and her office is right down the street from mine. Pretty exciting. She specializes in helping stressed out women improve their mood, balance their hormones, and increase their energy. She is incredibly passionate about teaching her patients and the community why stress causes so many problems in the body and how they can change their response to stress so that they can take back control in both their bodies and in their lives. She is also an avid yogi, entrepreneur, mom to two little girls, and lover of all things travel-related. I was fortunate enough to hear Erin speak and on this topic of stress on our bodies, and I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast. So let's get it going. Hi, Erin. Welcome to the Woman Warriors podcast. Hi. It's so great to chat with you and to be here today. 
Oh, I'm really excited about our conversation. Um, I felt very fortunate in being able to hear you, you know, present on all the work that you do and how you help women, stressed out women. Um, but if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about you and what inspired you to do the work that you do. Sure. So I'm Dr. Erin Kinney. I specialize in helping stressed out women improve their mood, increase their energy, and balance their hormones. And I got kind of into specializing in this and into naturopathic medicine through my own personal health journey. After college, I went through a period of like an extreme depressed period. I gained a bunch of weight. I my joints started hurting. I had all of these symptoms and, you know, couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I'd gone from running marathons to, you know, six months later, couldn't get out of bed, joint pain, all this crazy stuff. And I went to my doctor and I was like, you know, I'm crying all the time. I've gained weight. And he's like, oh, you've got depression. Here you go. Here's a prescription for Wellbutrin. And he kind of sent me out the door and I left and I just felt so wait, you didn't even ask me any questions. Like, are you sure that's what's wrong with me? Like, you know, I've majorly changed my diet. Like maybe there's something else going on. And mm. so I ended up going to see my therapist who at the time had just recently had lunch with a naturopathic doctor who just moved to the area. And she, she listened to me, you know, like the therapist said, she listened to me talk about, you know, all the changes that had gone on in my life. And, and she goes, you know, I think you should go see this. You should go see this naturopathic doctor. I think he might be able to shed a little bit more life light on what's going on. And I went to see him and he spent you know, he spent about two hours kind of talking to me and he ran a bunch of tests. And basically he diagnosed me with adrenal fatigue. I'd been, you know, like I said, I'd been a marathon runner. I'd had a really stressful four years in undergrad. I'd been in a stressful working situation for a few months. I'd gone on this round the world trip. I'd basically been in, you know, intense stress for several years. And when that stress ended, my cortisol levels and my um, adrenaline levels were all, were all super low, which resulted in my neurotransmitter levels being low. And so I just, I was really out of balance and he helped me naturally get my body back into balance. You know, he put me on the different nutrients that I was deficient in and we helped rebalance my cortisol levels. And in about six to eight weeks, I was almost 60 to 70% better. I started losing weight. My energy came back. I stopped crying all the time. And I I was so just amazed at, you know, what he had done and how he explained the body. And so I, I quit the job that I was doing for, and I went back to school <laughs> to become a naturopathic doctor because I'd been interested in medicine, um, wow. kind of, kind of shift. I ended up not wanting to go to conventional med school because I just, I, it, it, it didn't, it didn't inspire me. And this really inspired me. So I ended up going back to school, but wow. what kind of led me in the, the specialty that I work in now is I, you know, at the time I pretty much, when I first had adrenal fatigue, I, I took supplements and the supplements were what made a huge difference and I felt better. But, you know, I fast forward six or seven years, I'd gone to med school, I had gotten married, I had a baby and I was back to running again. I was back to like training for a marathon. I was back to saying yes to everything and, you know, basically burning the candle at both ends. And I ended up kind of in a similar space. I started getting depressed again. I started gaining weight, my joints, started, I had all the same symptoms come back. So I went back on my original supplement protocol and it worked, but it only worked a little bit. And so, and I started trying to figure out why is this not working? You know, this worked last time. And so anyways, and at the time, you know, I was working with patients and treating a lot of patients with similar symptoms. And what I ultimately have learned, you know, in the last 10 years of my practice is that, you know, supplements, you know, and getting your nutrient levels right is only one piece of the puzzle. You also have to, you know, you have to make lifestyle changes. Like if you're, you know, if you're burning the candle at both ends, you know, in your life, 
you can take all the supplements you want, you know, but if you're sort of fix your, you know, your real fatigue or if you're working on adrenal fatigue, you know, you, you have to start making some changes in your life. So I started like delving into and trying to understand like, you know, why stress causes all these issues and how adrenal fatigue, you know, because I was interested in what happened to my own body. So right, right. I, um, I've, you know, I've developed a couple of workshops and I now speak on, you know, what actually physically happens in the body when we are stressed physiologically. And what I've found, you know, for myself personally and working with patients is that when people understand what's going on in their body, they're more likely to make the lifestyle changes because they actually realize, oh, you know what, when I, when I say yes to everything and I put myself last, I'm actually like making my symptoms, you know, I'm making my joint pain worse, which I can, we can talk a little bit about that, but you know, that has a direct impact on your physical symptoms. And once people like make that connection, I can see it. Like when I'm working with them or I'm teaching workshop, they're like, this light bulb goes off and they're like, oh, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Now I understand why I need to go to bed earlier or why I need to make these small changes that they seem so simple, but we don't do them, right? You know, I'm sure you probably work with a lot of patients where, you know, they're complaining about X, Y, and Z and you're like, okay, well, you know, you're tired. Maybe if you go to bed an hour earlier, but we don't, it's like, there's like a disconnect that goes on. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. When, when people start to understand the why, then they're like, oh, well, duh, that makes so much sense. Of course I'm going to do that. So, so that's, I'm like really passionate about teaching women why things happen in their body and why things, you know, could go right or go wrong, you know, depending on how you're treating your, your system. Yeah. So I think that, that <laughs> no, but I think that's such an important piece is to really, I'm well, definitely for me, I love to know the why so I can better yes. understand how to either fix it or change it or, or exactly why it's working. But mm-hmm. I, I, I was just thinking too about, uh, right now where we are with the coronavirus and having to yes. shelter in place and all the fear that's out there that I can tell in my own body, like I'm waking yes. up exhausted. Every night. Yeah. 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 Waking up in the night because like some thought comes into my head that maybe mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to do with the yeah. virus, but I can't let it go. Yeah. Woo. Well, so we all are, this is a really unique time. And it's funny, actually, I I taught my last stress workshop right after they announced, you know, right after they announced that they were shutting everything down mm-hmm. and they hadn't quite told us not to go. So I still had it in my office, but it was such a relevant, you know, this was like the perfect example to go, okay, right now, all of us are currently stuck in fight flight yes. because we're all, there's so much fear and there's so much, so every, every waking moment, most people are being, their stress response is being triggered. And so what happens is, um, for you guys that are listening is anytime we perceive a stressor, whether it's, you know, watching the news and they're telling you to shelter in place, or there's a tiger chasing you, or your child is screaming or anything that can trigger that stress response sends a little signal to your amygdala, which is the, at the basal part of your brain. And it's like the, it's the fear sensor in our body. And that amygdala will then send a signal to the hypothalamus, which then there's a, like a cascade of things that happen in the brain, which eventually sends a signal to the adrenal glands to pump out our stress hormones, which there are several of them, but I'm going to just chat about cortisol and adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So cortisol and adrenaline get pumped out and that's what allows us to run or fight. But we're in a very you know, unique space right now because we can't run. <laughs> we can't run out the door. We're kind of stuck and we're not yeah. really, there's nothing we really can do to fight. So we're kind of in the space where we have all these stress hormones, but we can't really do anything with them. But so what's supposed to happen in the body is you know, let's say that we're being chased by a, a tiger or a bear or a tiger. If everyone's watching the tiger thing, that could be appropriate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right now, 
So it's like, so you're getting chased by a tiger. And, um, you know, once you get, you know, your body sends these signals to your adrenal glands, pump out the cortisol, pump out the adrenaline, which allows the body to run to get safe. Once you are safe, that same, those same hormones, the cortisol and the adrenaline go back to the brain and they actually bind there with a little, we call it a negative feedback receptor. And it's, it's basically like an off button. So your brain has an off button to turn off the stress response. So once you, again, once you've gotten safe, that those hormones go back and they turn off further production of stress hormone. And that's when you are able to calm down. Mm-hmm. But what happens is if you're constantly triggering your stress response and you know, those hormones are getting flooded over and over again, your body kind of widens up and it thinks, okay, why would I turn off? She's just going to turn it back on again in five minutes when she turns the news back on. So it actually downregulates the production of that off button receptor. So oh, now- wow we get stuck in a space where you actually cannot turn your stress response off. And so this is what, and sometimes this can be useful if you are going through a stressful situation. Like if you're, if you're listening, most people have moved in their life, you know, moving is usually lasts a couple of weeks and you kind of need to be in fight flight to get everything done. But mm-hmm. then usually there's a, there should be an end point where and the, the body should start to make more of that off button. So the, basically the, the point of me explaining this is the longer that you stay in an acute stress state, the more likely you are to get stuck there because your body will stop making that off button. Yeah. So for the past three weeks, you know, it's pretty easy to be triggered right now, no matter, you know, there's a lot of triggers and this, you know, coronavirus aside, people can get in situations in life where they're triggered constantly, whether it's with a stressful job or a stressful marriage or kids or just, you know, life in general, or, you know, caring for elder. There's so many things that can stress us out and can keep us in that stress state. Um, but so, and I always explain that, you know, we were designed to spend about 80% of our lives in what's called the rest and digest, the opposite of fight flight or the parasympathetic nervous system. And we were only designed to spend like 15 to 20% in the fight flight or stress state. But most of us are opposite. We spend about 80% of our lives in the stress, fight, flight, and only 20% in the rest time. And the longer that we do that, the more likely we aren't able to turn off. So yeah. So typically yeah. when I, what I teach women or what I help women work on both with the, the supplements that I use and the lifestyle changes are, I'm always targeting that, that little off button. We want the body to make more. And there's a specific gene that codes for it. It's called NR3C1. That's the gene that makes that receptor protein in the, in the hypothalamus, basically like this off button. So, and you know, there's a ton of research that meditation um, is one of the biggest things that actually helps promote the production of that off button there. So, um, and a lot of the, a lot of the natural remedies that I use, that's, that's actually that mechanism of action that they have on the body is they're helping to upregulate that receptor. Mm. Um, so, cause I, I get so many women that come in and they're like, you know, I go to yoga, I get massage and I just, I have anxiety. I, don't, I have no reason to have anxiety, but I have so much anxiety. And this is because they're just, their, their system is like ready to run or fight all the time, even though they don't really have a need to do that. Does that make well, sense? Yeah. And especially too, if, I mean, this is what I see in my practice is if they've experienced trauma in their life, which so many yes. women have, even if they're not yes. necessarily identifying it as trauma, yep. that response, is, especially if it happened at a young age, can kind of get mm-hmm. locked in, right? If we totally. lived in a, yep. a distressing yep. home or didn't get our needs met emotionally, like we could just be kind of locked into that fight, flight, freeze state. 
Oh, oh, totally. And I think that hap- that does happen to a lot of people, you know, a lot of patients that I work with, you know, will I'll kind of go like, well, when did the stress start? And they'll say, well, you know, it started when I was, you know, a teenager or when I was, you know, or when my parents got divorced when I was young, or, you know, that something happened when they were young and they, it's almost like the body gets used to functioning that way. And yeah. it, it does, it's interesting, like some of the genetic testing that I will occasionally do with patients, there are some people that are predisposed to getting stuck in that. They actually, they have a mutation in that gene that makes yeah. that off button. So some people are kind of more predisposed to being in the stress state all the time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, and I think they're showing that that can be like a generational pattern that can happen, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, in this specific time that we're in right now, you know, like I said, there are so many triggers, but what's been really interesting, I was um, chatting with a colleague yesterday after I saw patients and I was like, you know, it's funny, the patients that of mine that I thought would have been not handling this situation are actually doing really well because mm-hmm. they they now have like they're they're at home and they have more time to put into practice a lot of the lifestyle things that we're talking about like you know getting outside and going for walks and meditating and they're they're kind of they don't their life isn't as busy as it used to be so they actually have time so i do yeah. think in a weird way that you know i know there's a like if you're able to turn off some of the you know turn off the news and turn off the triggers and you know i know there's a lot of financial stress for certain people but there we've kind of been given this gift of time to actually like focus on some of these, you know, lifestyle things. So I'm blessed that this is happening in January, you know, the weather's about to get nice. So like getting outside is going to be a lot easier for people. And um, that's one of the big things that I talk about in my workshops and with patients is I call it vitamin N nature is getting Uh, outside in nature. It's so good and getting sunlight. It's so good for kind of keeping our circadian rhythms normal and um, keeping your cortisol balanced. And so, you know, I, like I said, I had three patients on Thursday that you know, I've been treating for anxiety for a long time and are kind of typically they're, they've been stuck in this stress state, but they're, they're doing phenomenal. These past two weeks, they're like, I feel better than I've ever felt because mm. they've been getting outside every day and they've been med- they've been putting all the like, you know, they, yeah. they, using they the tools that they have. Exactly. Yeah. They're using the tools because they now have the time. They're, they're all women that, you know, run, um, they like run really big, you know, they've got really big jobs, have kids, run a household. They just, they, mm. they do a lot, which most women do, you know, we say yes to a lot of things. Women wear a lot of hats. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons women tend to tend to have more issues. Men can have it too, but I think women tend to get in adrenal fatigue kind of spaces a lot easier than men can. Well, um, that's, I was going to, I was going to ask oh, go about, ahead. I was going to ask about that. Like, do you think that it's, you know, women, I mean, so much of what we take on, like we're responsible for such a big amount of, especially if you have a family and you work and, but -hmm. even so, even not like we tend to be people pleasers. We want to say yes to things. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, um, I remember when I was taking, I was, so I was a psychology major in undergrad and I, I remember in one of my psychology classes, we were talking about the difference between the male and the female brain, Mm -hmm. like both from a, physiologic standpoint and just like a psychological standpoint. And we were talking about how women tend to be more global thinkers versus men tend to, men are able to compartmentalize a lot easier. So I think women, like, because we wear so many roles or so many hats, you know, if one thing is not going great in one of our parts, you know, like if something's wrong with our kids, we're going to have a harder time being not being stressed at work because there's our brain is constantly thinking about that. Other words, men's brains I think are able to like not think about the kids when they're at work a little bit better than women. And I don't. This is obviously not true for every male or every female, but I remember like having a, taking a couple classes like we just talked about that, and 
And I find that to be true for a lot of women. They're like, you know, if something's going wrong in my marriage or something's going wrong at work, I have a really hard time shutting off. And even just running thoughts can sometimes be a stress trigger. So if you're constantly thinking about the one negative thing that's going on in your life, you could have five really amazing things going on in your life, but if one thing's negative, women tend to have kind of more of a negative bias. Absolutely. Well, and I, Um, I did a little research on a presentation about why mindfulness for women can be so impactful and, and women ruminate more. They are the ruminators. They're the, you know, that cycling thoughts and, they tend to sort of internalize or focus back on like what was my role in mm-hmm. this, you know, versus yes. men tend to externalize yeah. more. Yeah. Men, I think have an easier time shutting off. So for them, I find with my men, and there are, this is obviously not true for everyone. I have some male no. patients that have a hard time with this, but in, in general, I feel like men, you know, they're not coming in talking about, oh my gosh, last week I said this to a friend and she got upset and I'm still thinking about it. You men, it's like, they don't think about that stuff anymore. <laughs> they're able to just like, <laughs> whereas women get stuck in, oh my gosh, I said this to somebody and, and that in itself becomes a stressor. So oh. if you're up at night thinking about, you know, the five things that you said to your friend that you think she might be a fat, whatever, you know, whatever silly thing. And yeah. it never feels silly when you're thinking about it, but that is triggering your stress response. Right. So this is one of the reasons why gratitude journaling and or mindfulness or just focusing on the positive is so beneficial for women because it's kind of retraining our brain to think, okay, you know what? Like, yes, there's the one thing going wrong, but let's focus on the five things that are going phenomenally oh, because if we can yeah. focus on that, then we're not getting triggered all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. um, well, that's something you know, it's like right now, yeah. you know, there are so many things we can go look for that aren't great about what's going on, but they're also you know, like I said, there's so many things that, we, you know, we can every day, I feel like there's something you can find to be grateful for. You don't have to get out of bed and rest your school or whatever it is about the current situation. Yeah. And this applies to now or any time in your life. You know, you can find the few things that or even the lots of things. I find when you go looking for them, you start to find more things to be grateful for that, you, that you're happy about. You know, like once you get into that mindset to be like, oh, I'm going to write down five things that made my day great. Yeah. People will say, yeah, you know, like after I started doing it for a while, I started writing down 10 things or then 15 things. And it just kind of retrains your thought process. Well, and I think giving yourself credit for even, you know, I, I stepped outside for five minutes and took five deep yeah. breaths. Like, yeah. just, like acknowledging the small mm-hmm. uh, accomplishments, totally. which, which we tend to minimize. Like, oh yeah, totally, whatever. Yeah. I took a shower today. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, yeah. that might've been an important thing when you're working from yeah. home and you're taking oh, care oh, of Oh yeah. And- I have days where I, at the end of the day, I'm like, I took a shower today. I feel like I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how, so you said, you know, there are um, nutrients people can take. You also said. Yeah. You know, yeah. So nature. one thing I was going to touch on what too helps? is. Yeah. Well, so one of the other things that I find that, you know, there's, there's obviously there's trauma, there's what's going on in the current situation. Those are, you know, there are external circumstances that can cause us stress and that can be, you know, I guess we can call thoughts an external process, but you know, there can be, you know, whatever's going on in your life, but there are also things that can be causing stress internally. And that can sometimes be a nutrient deficiency, or that could be an infection of some kind, like a virus or um, Lyme disease, or some of, I call them stealth infections, like Epstein-Barr or Mm-hmm. Um, one called cytomegaloviruses. And I find that a lot of women that I work with, and most of them have had, they will have a combo of everything. They've got, you know, stressful stuff going on in their lives, but they also have this internal stress. So if, if there's something living in the body that shouldn't be there, like we'll use Lyme disease as our example to chat about today. I'm sure everyone knows someone that has Lyme disease, 
Lyme is this, you know, it's this weird bacteria that kind of acts like a virus that gets into the system and it, it basically taxes the system because when Lyme is there, all the body can think about is it wants to get rid of the Lyme and get rid of it. So I use this analogy with my patients a lot. You know, they come in and they're usually it's someone who like mid forties, they might have hormonal stuff. They might have joint pain. Stuff's not right. They're not sleeping well. They don't feel great. And occasionally they will test positive for Lyme and I'll explain to them. And they're like, you know, I'm taking all this stuff. I'm doing all these things and nothing's working. I still don't feel good. I'll say, okay, let's imagine that your body is like a house. You've got invaders trying there are people trying to come into your house all the time so like the lime is trying to come inside so your body all it's focusing on is keeping the lime from hurting the internal organs so it means you know so if someone's trying to lose weight for example if you you know if you've got limited people trying to keep these you know invaders from coming in you're not going to be cleaning out your closet upstairs or you're not going to be painting the dining room you're not going to be doing the things you know that make you function optimally, your body's basically just going to be doing what it can to get by. Just and surviving, so I find right? Just yeah. surviving. Exactly. So people, you know, they'll have lots of like, oh, I've got dry skin or my hair's falling out or things that, you know, the joint pain. And it's basically like the body doesn't have the resources to go and fix these small symptoms because it's so busy trying to keep the invaders out. Um, and this can also be if you're in a really stressful situation, your body's trying to use all of its energy all of kind of its cortisol, like all of the stress hormones to deal with whatever external situation is. So, you know, whether it's an external stressor or an internal stressor, um, you know, that's going to keep the body from healing. But so when I work with patients, you know, usually it's easy to tell, you know, okay, clearly, like if you're going through a divorce or moving or lost a loved one, like we can tell what the external stressors are. It's pretty easy to identify those. But so patients come into me because they're like, you know, I think there's something else physically wrong. So mm-hmm. I'll run, I run a lot of labs testing people for some of these like stealth infections and nutrient deficiencies and other things that can kind of cause that internal stress environment. Um, so, and so in the, if, if that is something that is an issue, you know, the first thing we have to do is get rid of whatever's in the system. You know, we've got, get, we've got to get rid of the invaders. Right. Because as long as those are there, you know, the body's going to be continually stressed from the inside. Um, so that's kind of like my first, you know, and if there are nutrient deficiencies, which I see in women a lot, I see iron deficiency a lot. I um, bet, I bet, I Subtly, bet. you know, and it won't test, it won't show up positive on like a CBC, but when we go and test their iron levels or their backup iron levels, they're really low. So they could super easily become anemic. And, you know, this is menstruating women and sometimes menopausal women. But so that's one of the most common ones I see. And it's amazing when people, when women start, if they are low in iron, when they start taking iron, how much better they feel. And this can be for any nutrient they're low in, whether it's B12 or folate or um, magnesium, you know, if you're low in something when you, or vitamin D, when you get it back up to level normal, to normal levels, people are like, oh my gosh, I feel like a different person. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. I have friends who have taken like vitamin B injections and they're like, it changed my life. Yeah. 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 Cause if those are low, you know, again, it's, it's another, it's just another thing that stresses the system. It's basically just not having enough of something that it needs. And Mm -hmm. everyone, everyone has been in a situation where you don't, maybe you don't have enough money or you don't have enough of some resource, you know, that's stressful. So your body's basically like, oh my gosh, I need to do this project, but I don't have enough of what I need to do it. So it literally physically stresses the system. So when we give it what it needs, that's kind of my whole philosophy is I really believe the body can heal from anything as long as you give it what it needs and take away what it doesn't need. That's kind of like the, that's like the basis of what I do is this will find out, okay, what's happening in your system? What's the body getting that it doesn't need? And what is it, 
what does it need that it doesn't have? And if we can balance those things out, then, you know, the human body is pretty amazing at like healing um, from most anything. Um, So you're encouraging, you know, you're finding out what's missing or what's, Mm -hmm. what's, what's deficient, you know, potentially prescribing nutrients to help rebalance that. Or if it's some deeper internal, you know, like Lyme's disease or some other disease, then you can treat that. Yep. If there's another affection, you know, we basically, you know, I I find in a lot of the women I work with, there are like stealth, I call them their, their viruses, like Epstein-Barr. So I put people on an antiviral protocol. And so that it basically just helps the immune system get rid of you know, get rid of the virus or whatever's living there that shouldn't be living there. Yeah, because um, all of that can cause like inflammation, right? Through joints. Oh, and- totally. It'll cause inflammation. It can cause joint pain. It'll cause, it can cause insomnia. I find it the cause of insomnia a lot. Hmm. Um, people that don't, and it can also cause anxiety, you know, some like specifically Lyme. Lyme, when it gets bad, it gets into the central nervous system. And so it can start to affect, you know, it can affect the nerve, like the spinal cord, it can get into the brain. So it can cause, it can cause brain fog. It can cause a lot of, a lot mm-hmm. of strange, strange symptoms. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I've had cases where people, you know, I now I, I test everyone for Lyme disease. I don't care what they have. They come in, I'm just like, we're running blood work. I'm testing you for Lyme. Cause I've had cases where I never would have thought to check it and they come back positive and we treat it, whatever their random symptom kind of goes away. I've got people that have GI symptoms that turns out it was Lyme was the cause. So Wow. It's kind of a weird, it's a, it's a weird bug. So yeah, that, that's something that, you know, sometimes it's, and it can often be overlooked in, you know, in conventional medicine that people don't get checked for it. And they kind of, they kind of like, and most people will feel okay, but they're like, I don't feel my best. And they kind of hop from doctor to doctor trying to figure out like, you know, I don't feel optimal, but my labs look normal. And then they come into me and I run labs. And I'm like, well, good news is like, there's something we can fix. Bad news right. is Lyme disease, but people usually are like, oh my God, I'm so glad. Yeah, that there's a reason. Yeah, that there's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I didn't realize I I had a friend who was diagnosed with it, but she said that there's this whole camp or whatever, this whole disbelievers that Lyme's disease even exists, which I'm like, what? There is. Yeah. I I think it's becoming, I think that camp is kind of becoming a smaller camp as we move forward. Yeah. I, there, I mean, I, I will me. occasionally diagnose a patient and they'll go back to their um, primary care and the primary care is like, oh, I don't agree. They have like, sometimes the testing is a little bit ambiguous. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I usually will go off symptoms more so. And, you know, if someone is like, I got, I had a tick bite last summer and their test, you know, shows a little bit positive, but not positive enough to be CD. I'm, I'm like, you have Lyme. Right. Um, so sometimes mm-hmm. there are docs that are like, oh, I wouldn't really. And I think, I think they sometimes don't want to, are hesitant to diagnose it because, you know, usually the baseline treatment is an antibiotic protocol. And sometimes they're like, oh, we don't want to put people on these high dose antibiotics because the treatment can be stressful to the body as well. Sure, um, sure. But there are, you know, there are, there are really good natural treatments that in some cases will work really well. I, I, you know, in, I usually sit down with the patient. I'm like, here are your options. You know, we can go the conventional route. We can do antibiotics. We can do a mixture of both. We can just do the herbal stuff. We can, you know, yeah. um, ultimately, yeah. like I said, you know, my goal is to get, to get that pathogen out of their system. However, we can best do that so that they can have less stress on their system. So then yeah. we can start working on, you know, getting the body functioning optimally. So, you know, and, and in a lot of cases, that's what it is. Some cases it it's, you know, they're, whatever their symptoms are, have nothing to do. They don't have any, you know, bugs or anything living in them. So then it's purely a, you know, 
how do we change, you know, how do we change the lifestyle stuff or. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so you were saying meditation and mindfulness mm-hmm. and getting out in nature. Um, what are, yep. are there other. One of my favorite things to prescribe to patients is a 10 minute, I call it getting horizontal for 10 minutes a day. So, and usually it's best done like midday, like after lunch or before lunch. Um, and literally just lay, you just need to lay flat and not look at a screen. So, mm-hmm. and um, and basically what it does is, you know, if, if you're someone that like throughout the day, you're like, you're up and you're on all the time, it, it allow when you lie down, it allows the blood pressure to go down. It tells the heart rate to go down. It calms the body down. And I find that, you know, some people have a hard time when they're stuck in the stress response. If I recommend meditation or mindfulness to them right off the back, they're like, I'm never going to do, you know, they're just like, I can't, right, right. I can't get there. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't get there. Like, this is not going to work. So I found that you know, my patients that are like that, I'm like, okay, I want you to just lay down for 10 minutes a day. You can nap if you like, you can meditate. I, you can do whatever you want, but I want you to just focus on laying flat for 10 minutes because it, and usually I'll have them do some sort of breath work, like do some belly breathing or something. It's basically just to start teaching the system that it's okay to be stress-free midday because most of us, like, you know, we get up and we go all day long and we, you know, some people crash at the end of the day and they never, they never have any downtime midday. And, um, so this yeah. is a, essentially, it's like teaching the body, like it's okay to turn off in the middle of the day. It's okay mm-hmm. to chill out. Um, I, love, I love that idea. So that's one of my favorite, um, that. And then the other thing I, I'm like, I like, you know, if you're in a, rela- a healthy relationship, healthy sex is really important. Like, mm-hmm. and this can be with a partner, can be without a partner. Like having an orgasm is very, it's, you have to go into parasympathetic to be sexually aroused. So if you're, you know, you're engaging in sexual activity, you are, you're calming your nervous system. So um, and you know, that, that can, if, if you're someone who's had trauma around that, that might not be the best thing, but if, if, you know, sex is a healthy outlet for you, that can be a really great way to reduce stress and to calm, to calm things down. Yeah. Um, yeah and you know, and most of these things that I recommend, you know, they're all free, like, you know, getting outside meditation, sex, like right. these are things you don't have to spend money on. So, you know, in the current environment, you know, if you're, if you're someone who's feeling stressed about money, you know, I sometimes get patients that come in and they're like, I want give me all the supplements. And I'm like, yeah, you can take the supplements and I'm happy to sell them to you or tell you where to buy them. But, and they will help, but it's really the lifestyle things that make the biggest difference. And so oh, right man. now like I'm telling a lot of my patients, I'm like, you know, now is the time, like if you're stressed about money, like take a break from your supplements and focus on the lifestyle practices, because those are the things, those are the things that work, you know, that have the strongest effect anyway. And like I said, they're free. So right. it's a great, you know, they're really great tools. And the more you practice them, the more they will, you know, you'll, the more you'll fit you. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the more you'll, cause I think sometimes people, they get stuck in a stress state and they, if you're not practiced at it, it's like, you kind of forget that that's a tool you have available. Oh, so, totally, totally. And I'm sure you, you know, this, this is why therapy is so wonderful. And I'm constantly, you know, I, I, like my patient doesn't have a therapist. I'm like, I'm not sure that I can work with you. You have to have a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important. To be like, a therapist it's are so, good so at important. Yeah. yeah. And even just going to therapy every week or every other week is, is a good, you know, stress relief. It's getting stuff out. It's talking things through. It's, you know, it's, um, Absolutely. so yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, and that, but so I like that, I like the 10 minutes of I love that. I love that. Just, you know, it just teaches the body to calm down and it, and the longer they, and people will start to like, I've got this one, actually this one male patient who he runs a big company and he could not focus in the second half of his day. And he, you know, he's a typical man. He's very, was more upset about like his bottom line than his actual health. He's like, I can't focus. So my company's doing bad. Like I need to focus. 
Mm. And I had him start taking a 10 minute like power nap in the middle of the day. And it changed his entire, like, he's like, my whole life is so much better. My company's better. It literally wow. like it resets in midday and then he's able to focus the rest of the day. So it's just, you know, it's just a simple little thing. Yeah. Um, it can make so a really big difference. Well, and yeah. I think too, like as we learn what our body feels like when it's calm, mm-hmm. we can access it at yes. more, you know, when we are feeling stressed to be like, oh yeah, I can take that deep breath or I can lay down yes. for a minute or just to get myself back to that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if yeah. people, if people wanted to know more about like naturopath doctors or just yeah. treatments, how, what, where can so, they um, if you want to learn more about naturopathic medicine, there's a great resource. It's just naturopathic.org. So that's the national association. Um, there's tons of information about the training of naturopathic doctors. There's a whole, there's a find a doctor. So if you're listening to this and you're um, not local and you want to find someone who is local, you can, you know, find someone there who's been to like an accredited school. And, and then you, you can go to my website. It's uh, com. I've got some information on naturopathic medicine. If you're interested in chatting with me or have questions, I do free 15 minute consults. If you want to talk about your specific case or kind of chat with me about what we would do. And yeah, you can nice. follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I do videos about this stuff frequently. Sometimes with my kids. Nice. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So I will include your website and your social media links and awesome. the link to naturopathic.org in the show notes for the episode. Great. Well, thank you, Erin, so much for being a part of this. It's so funny to me that, you know, you are so close and yet we're talking by phone, but that's the easiest way to record it. But yes, it's so nice to know you're in the neighborhood and um, thanks for being a guest. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Well, as always, I found Erin's presentation about stress, her talk about stress to be so informative and, and real. I mean, we... As women, we carry stress. We carry a lot of stress. And it does impact our daily functioning. I don't know about you, but waking up exhausted is not the place I want to be. And it has been with the, the virus out there lurking and creating disruptions in our lives. But I know when I'm feeling less stressed, my body feels that too. So Erin is truly a warrior woman who is helping other stressed out, worried women get back into balance, living their lives in a more healthful, calm way. I hope you'll check out her website, her information. If you live locally, I hope you reach out to her if you're feeling stressed and you need some extra help. You can find all of her contact information in the show notes at womanwarriors.com. Well, I hope you treat your bodies with love and compassion and find some space to make that 10-minute horizontal lay down a part of your day. Ciao for now from this woman warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, 
and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com.